All Jimmy, you're uh, real nice to be letting me share these grapes with you. Yeah. Shout out to my mother, Joyce Uthie, for hitting us up with some grapes. Yeah. These are delicious. Official grape provider of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we we endorse grapes on this podcast. Uh, you could take you can write that down. Yeah, grapes are good, but not for dogs. Not good no. for dogs. So don't give no. grapes to your dogs. Yeah, I'd bet. And uh, also onions. Don't give onions to your dog. All right. Yeah. So PSA. Yep. All right, Holden. What are we doing here? What is this? Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Uh, my name is Holden Sutter. I'm your co. I'm your co. I didn't write this down, so I'm going completely oh my off gosh. my head. Uh, what? An I'm amateur. your. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host Jimmy Uthi. I wonder if I can do it. I haven't done it in a long time. Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast. Wait, wait, Jimmy. Also known as you Tom. should put in the show in which we discuss again. movies, <laughs> news, and TV shows. In addition to kind of whatever, I'm your host Jimmy Uthi, joined by my co-host. Holden Sutter, and we have a great show for you this week featuring our, let me reviews, our reviews of Scales, Mermaids Are Real, and Borat. The rest of that title. Don't know that one. I ha- I still haven't memorized Holden. I don't know what your deal is. I haven't even done it for like 30 episodes. Well, that was a great intro bit, Jimmy. Uh, we've got a great episode for you this week uh, featuring our reviews of Scales, Mermaids Are Real, and Borat. That one movie podcast. All right, hold on. You gonna mess this one up? We'll see. Just uh, one line. First, Jimmy, we've got to do some toms. Yep. There you go. You got it. All right, let's see. Do you have this one written down? Don't nope. look at your notes. Nope. Look, make eye contact with me as you do it. Okay. Tom's is a rapid fire segment where we discuss. What? It's where we rate news of the week <laughs> in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Tom's Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest. Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, Man. let's get to it. So you really gotta feel it, Holden. That's that's just <laughs> you gotta feel it. See, I, I'm distracted by these grapes. If it weren't for the grapes, I would have written down all of this like I do every week. Actually, you type it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, I was talking to. I found out through my mother, official grape provider of the podcast. Yes. That uh, Tom Bergeron's no longer the host, the host of Dancing with the Stars, so I don't know if he's really a famous Tom anymore. And certainly Tom Bombadil and Tom Brokaw aren't that famous anymore, so we're just catering to old people at this yeah. point. We are the, it's the outdated Toms, really. Yeah. The out, in which we rate the news on the scale of three outdated Toms. Yeah. There All right, go. that's the official name change. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Holden. Do we have a news or two news? We have a, Maybe we a, have few a couple news. news at least. All right. Let's um, see what they are. To start with, uh, we just right before this, we watched the trailer for Mank, the new film by David Fincher. His first film in six years since Gone Girl. 
Jimmy, don't say anything about Gone Girl because every time I bring it up around you, you like spoil a little bit more for me about that movie. Haven't you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I think you assume that every single time we I talk saw, about it. I went to it with my mother, official great provider of the podcast. Also, yeah. do not recommend going to that movie with your mother. Uh, fair enough. Or your family. Um, but anyway, uh, exciting new movie. Uh, and it's being released on Netflix on December 4th or 5th or something like that. I didn't write the date down. Oh, I'm not very good at this. Another thing I didn't write down this week, Jimmy. Um, but we saw the trailer. What did you think? It was it like looks, a teaser trailer, but... looks beautiful. Yeah. Gary Oldman, he's good. Yeah. Oh, for uh, I guess the concept of the movie is it's like about the creation of Citizen Kane. And it's like very uh, notorious troubled development. Yeah, Citizen. Um, so, so when I watched Citizen Kane uh, last year for uh, class on the interwar period of the United States, um, we watched Citizen Kane, which is like a very anti-fascist film, and basically Citizen Kane is pretty well like well known that he was supposed to re- represent William Randolph Hearst at the time. And the Hearst family did not like that. So they tried to have the film destroyed. And it very nearly happened. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they, yeah, they had to, pay, they were going to pay them to destroy the film. Wow. More than the film would have made theatrically. I believe that's the case. Maybe that's just not true. But check it Something out on like Wikipedia. That. Something like that. So it is a minor miracle that we have Citizen Kane today, which is incredible considering it's. Considering that it is considered one of the greatest films of all time. Yeah. Um, and Holden it, still hasn't I seen it. I still haven't it, seen it. I'll have to see Godfather. it before. I'll still have to see it before this. Um, before this comes out. But it looks very cool. Uh, filmed in black and white. And they seem to have really like gone all in on this. On like being filmed like it used to. Like the audio sounds. I think it looks beautiful. Yeah. It looks beautiful. Um, but it also is like the audio sounds very much like it was recorded back then. The way it would have been, um, but or at least I, edited to sound like that. That's true. Yes, um, I I liked how the first opening shot of the trailer was like a noir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked that bit, um, but I just thought it was very interesting. It looks cool. It looks like there will be a lot of homage to films of that time, uh, like noir films, I'm sure, um, but also of Citizen Kane itself and other films. Um, and got a good cast, as you mentioned, Gary Oldman. I don't know who's playing Orson Welles. Um, I know, I think that was Amanda Seyfried in it. Um, I can't remember who else, but yeah, looks cool. Looks good. Yeah, I'll give it a Brokaw. Yeah, I'll give it a Brokaw too. Um, next up, we have a lot of delays to report this week. No, too many delays, and not good ones. No, for a sure, not. bombadils in this one. Yeah. Uh, maybe a couple Brokaws, too. <laughs> uh, the first and one of the most disappointing uh, is that Dune has been delayed. Uh, we had been guessing it for a while. Everyone had really been guessing it for a while, especially since like Wonder Woman got pushed back to December and everything. But not only did it get pushed back, it got pushed back 10 months to October of next year, which is, is li- terrible. We literally have to wait another year for this movie. <laughs> Which just sounds awful. It does sound really bad. I don't want to do that. Um, so, of course, that one gets a, a Bombadil. That's a Carol Baskin Bombadil. Yeah, Carol Baskin Bombadil. 
Um, but then also because of Dune getting pushed back to October, Dune is uh, being uh, published by or distributed by, I guess, um, Warner Bros. And so Warner Bros. is like, hey, we don't want conflicts here, so we're going to push back the Batman, which was supposed to come out in October of next year, and it's got, it got pushed back to March of 2022. That is so disappointing. I know. Like Jeez. two of our most anticipated movies. Well, on the bright side, Holden, I already know what my top two most anticipated movies are of next year. I know what my top three are. What's the third one? New Edgar Wright movie. Oh. But Jigsaw's in your top three? Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I just dropped a grape on the floor. That's okay. You can go eat it. Five second roll. Jimmy, five, four. I got it. Oh, you got it. I got it. Cool. We're good. We're good, folks. Um, Yeah. But so that that also gets a bombadil, Batman. Yeah. Um, but in addition to Batman, there were some other DC movies that were announced to get pushed back. Uh, we heard that The Flash has been pushed back from June 2022 to November 2022. Uh, Shazam 2, which previously had that November date, got pushed back from November 2022 to June 2023. Um, so that's like six months. Why are, they, that. why are they delaying these? I don't know. Those are like <laughs> those are a long ways away. Still, I know. I I really don't understand that. Um, Black Adam got pushed back indefinitely. That one makes a bit more sense. That one was supposed to come out like December of next year, I guess, from what I saw. But no new release date on that one. Uh, what do you think of the DC delays? Uh, Bergeron, don't really care. I don't really either. Um, this one is the only one that was like actually got moved up and this one keeps getting like moved up slowly, which is curious, but it's like matrix four has been <laughs> pushed up to December of next year, December, 2021, I guess, assuming, assuming that's taking the black Adam spot. Um, but it was previously coming out in April of 2022. Do we know the subtitle of matrix four? I don't think so. Don't know. Uh, and it sucks because that means I'll probably have to watch all three of the others before this one comes out to understand it. And I don't want to watch any more than the first one. Well, you still get to watch the first one. I know. I will watch the first one. There you go. Uh, Maybe this will just be one of those where the sequels don't matter and it just goes right. <laughs> I doubt it, though. Doubt it. Oh, what do you think about Matrix 4 being moved up? Bergeron for me. Same. I haven't seen two and three. Uh, this one might be a bro cop. Um... Jurassic Park Dominion got pushed back a whole year. Jurassic uh, World Dominion got pushed or, yeah, back a whole uh, year. Jurassic World Dominion. You're right. I wrote it down as park. Doesn't deserve that. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion got pushed back from June of next year, a whole year, to June of 2022. Um, and I didn't realize this, but according to Chris Pratt on social media, when they kind of they released like a teaser poster for this and everything, I and saw that. S- some cast listings and stuff. It's got the original cast. Yeah. Um, but supposedly it's going to be the last film in this series. I get at least in this trip, like this Jurassic world trilogy thing. Okay. So some, some finality perhaps it's going to be directed by Colin Trevorrow again. Yep. So Trevorrow never dies. Yep. Is that one of the bond ones? Tomorrow never dies. I think so. Sounds right. I think that's a Pierce Brosnan one. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, what do you think of Jurassic Park getting pushed back? Or uh, Jurassic World? <laughs> Jurassic World Dominion? I don't know. I mean, I liked the setup for it <laughs> in yeah. the last movie. It got the original Aside cast. from the clone girl. That was dumb. Remember that? Was that? so dumb. 
That was so dumb. We can't let them die because they're like me. <laughs> Just open them up and let them kill countless people. Yeah, right. Very idiotic. And we're supposed to be on her side. <laughs> There's a lot of points in that movie where you're like supposed to be on the side of the protagonist. I'm like, no, I no. just blatantly disagree with what they're <laughs> doing. I'm with the, I'm like, I agree with the villains Let them more. Yeah. Um, so I'll go with uh, Bergeron there. I'll give it a, a broke Because it could be good. I don't really want to see it. I don't, I, I think Fallen Kingdom just burned me out. That was a terrible movie. (laughs) Um, Then the next bit, uh, which I'm excited for, assuming it actually happens, is that that movie that kind of fell off the radar, but I think was on my top 10 of the year, anticipated the year, uh, Promising Young Woman is being released, releasing this Christmas. Uh, Supposedly in theaters from what I saw, but I'm kind of doubting that. I mean, maybe, I guess. I guess it's like a low budget movie. So maybe that's the, I feel like those are the ones that should be coming to theaters. Yeah. Or but I it guess, is also be, it's being released the same day as Wonder Woman, <laughs> assuming that comes out. I guess. Yeah, I mean, was it going to make that much money anyway? Probably not. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm excited for that one, so I'll give it a broke huh? I'll give it a Bergeron, Holden. All right, out of the delays, finally, uh, we actually have some uh, good news in regards to releases. Um, Soul, that new Pixar movie, you know. Where he's like, he fell in a, a manhole and he's like, oh, I'm dead. A ghost soul? Yeah. Yep. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's going to be released on Disney Plus on, I I think it said Christmas, actually. Um, so it's going to be released on Disney Plus on Christmas. Um, as far as we know so far, it's going to be free for subscribers unlike Mulan. Uh, so, But like Onward. But like Onward, yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. I mean, I'm I'm down to watch it on Disney Plus. Yeah. Because I don't have to pay f- any extra for it. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm paying like $7 for it since I'll probably keep it an extra. Well, unless it comes out. No, that'll come out during the window of The Mandalorian. So never mind. I guess I won't be paying extra for it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll give that a broca. I feel bad for the people who have worked at Pixar the last few years. And both of their most recent movies have come out on uh just to kind of streaming instead of theaters. Well, I guess Onward did. Onward came out in theaters first. For like two weeks. Yeah. If that. I saw that in theaters. I did too. First movie I went to alone. Not yep. me. Well. <laughs> I went with my brother, Logan Sutter, who, by the way, he was mad that I didn't credit him. I think it was last week when we did Shark Tale. He was the one who had uh, requested Shark Tale. Oh, well, thank you, Logan, for that experience. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Holden, what's next? Next. Um, okay, Spider-Man 3 news. So last week we had talked about how Electro, Jamie Foxx, is coming back. Um, but now we actually have some more announcement. Uh, Doctor Strange will be making an appearance in this movie. Um, perhaps as like some sort of new mentor figure or anything. But more than likely, if if Jamie Foxx's Electro is going to be in it, it's probably going to deal with the multiverse, especially since Doctor Strange's... Uh, next movie is called Multiverse of Madness and everything, so I'm sure this will all tie together in some way. Um, yeah, what do you think? Uh, well, that would mean that Jamie Foxx's Electro is the old Electro, and he stinks. 
Yeah, he does stink. So, Bergeron? I mean, I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange being in it. Brokaw. Yeah. But the side effect of that is Jamie Foxx's Electro from The Amazing Spider-Man might be in it. Maybe, which is a bomb maybe Jamie Foxx's Electro will be a new character, and then he'll meet the other Jamie Foxx Electro uh, in the him. other universe. <laughs> and kill him, like, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Who's this weird guy? Yeah, he, why do you look so dumb, bud? <laughs> Pick a better look. You feeling blue today? <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'm. I guess you're right. I'll give it a Bergeron too. I think we petitioned to call old Jamie Foxx's Electro Eel Electro since he fell into a vat of eels. And that's that's good. Power. Yeah. Remember when it repaired his teeth? <laughs> it repaired no. the gap in his teeth. He had a gap in his teeth before he <laughs> fell in the vat of eels, and then it repaired it. <laughs> Tom Cruise fell in and he got a middle tooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Olden, what is next? Uh, this one's cool. Um, so there's going to be a reboot of the Resident Evil film franchise so that will be more faithful to the Resident Evil games. I can't remember if we had said this previously, but this was kind of a big announcement that came out this week. Um, but we got some casting news for it. Um, so Kaya Scodelario, I think that's how you say her name, will be playing Claire Redfield. Um, who is one of the two lead characters in Resident Evil 2. Um, and she's she's she was in the Maze Runner. She's like the female lead in the Maze Runner. She was also in Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, and the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie. So just a wild bunch of movies there. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then we also have Hannah John Cayman, K- uh, I think that's how you say your name, as Jill Valentine. Uh, one of the main characters throughout the series. Uh, and she was previously the villain in Ant-Man and the Wasp. And she was in Black Mirror and other things. Uh, Robbie Amell, uh, pre- just hot off of his ne- Amazon series that's supposedly good called Upload uh, as Chris. I said Chris Valentine. It's Chris Redfield, uh, who is in most of the games. Uh, Tom Hopper from Umbrella Academy will be Albert Wesker, who's like the main villain of a lot of the, the Resident Evil games. And Neil McDonough, uh, I think that's how you say his name, uh, from the Arrowverse series uh, and Yellowstone and stuff like that is going to be William Birkin, who's like the mad scientist from Resident Evil 2. Well, I want to play Resident Evil 2. So, I mean, I if they're more faithful to the games, I imagine they're going to be better. Yeah, than better the, than the, the other ones. But I haven't <laughs> seen the other ones, so I guess... Whatever, I'll give it a broken eye. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'll see this, even if it's not good. Um, next up, we have a new announcement of a new Charlie Kaufman written movie. Uh, so a lot of people are probably excited about this. Still haven't seen his newest movie yet. The uh, I'm thinking of ending things or whatever. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be based off of the memory police, which is a Japanese novel from the nineties that was supposedly just translated to English, like fairly recently. Um, but the memory police, uh, follows a dystopian science fiction or it's a dystopian science fiction novel about a small Island in Japan that is under the control of the memory police. The inhabitants of the Island are being affected by some unknown force causing people to constantly forget about certain objects like hats and perfumes. However, some do remember these things, and the memory police begin removing those who remember from the island. Uh, it's going to be directed by Reed Murano, uh, who is a Emmy-winning director of Handmaid's Tale. Hmm. Could be good. Yeah. Premise sounds interesting. I'll give it a Brokaw. Yeah, I'll give it a Brokaw, too. Uh, there is a new Cleopatra movie coming out. Ooh. Um, yeah. 
Uh, it's going to be directed by uh, Patty Jenkins, oh. uh, who we, we know from Wonder Woman, and Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot is going to be Cleopatra. Wow. Um, it is. Uh, this was like just announced today, so I was actually happy I managed to get this down. Um, but it's like going to be a big budget epic that's going to be kind of on the fast track. They want to get this out because apparently it's been in the works for quite a while, like and behind the scenes and stuff. Uh, but I think Patty Jenkins just over quarantine kind of secured the directorial spot. Um, and it was previously done, uh, the, the very famous version of the film in 1963, uh, by Mank himself. Oh, did, did the 1963 version and that film version. I think that's one of those movies that had like a set that has was like lost to time. Like it was just abandoned. Like you can find like really people have like dug it up and stuff or something like that. The sets were incredible for that movie. Just yeah. massive mm-hmm. back when like cinema scope was first a thing. So yeah. it's just epic scale. Those sorts of like you know, it's like the Ten Commandments too. Ten That's Commandments, famous one. like Spartacus, all these just huge epics. Mm-hmm. So if they can somehow, I would love to see more practical stuff mm-hmm. in a movie like this. I mean, Wonder Woman's a lot of CGI. I hope yeah. we don't <laughs> see that. But um, if they do make, I mean, that on paper sounds awesome. I'll give that a Thomas two thumbs up Brokaw for me. Oh, wow. Didn't realize you'd be this excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, no, that's, it sounds cool to me, too. I'll give it a Brokaw. Um, and then the last bit of news this week, um, it was more just kind of weird. Um, there is a Slinky movie being made. Everybody loves a Slinky. <laughs> we all have a Slinky. Slinky, Slinky. Go, Slinky, go! Ace um, Ventura 2, When Nature Calls, a uh, movie listener request, by the way. Yeah, the we'll be getting line. to that down the line. Down the line, sometime. Um, but anyway, uh, don't worry. This isn't like an adaptation of the toy or anything like that. We're not going to be getting like a movie full of slinky characters or something like that. This is actually based off of the story behind the slinky, um, which, uh, I mean, I'm sure most people listening don't know, but it was created by this one guy, but he like abandoned, <laughs> he like kind of abandoned the whole thing, like the Slinky and his family after like profits, like just weren't turning out the way he wanted to. Um, so it's, this kind of follows his, uh, his wife, Betty James, who ended up taking the company and the product and, uh, kind of making it better, more profitable and, uh, making it as this kind of leader in this like male dominated industry way back. I can't remember what time period this was even invented, but yeah, it's going to be kind of about that. Hmm. So Could be good. I'll give it a Bergeron. Yeah, I'll give it a Bergeron. It is being directed by the director of Happy Gilmore. <laughs> that's an interesting... I don't remember choice. who that is, but I saw, that's what I saw in the headline. But Interesting choice. Yeah, I'll give it a Bergeron. Yep. Cool. That's it for Tom's this week. All right, Holden, which review should we do first here? I want to do... Uh, I think we usually do our our scales. What? I thought we don't we usually do our request second. No, we usually do it first. I feel like we're only going to do a spoiler (laughs) review of scales. Let's just do that. We can do scales. Scales, mermaids are real. Holden, this is going to be our. Spoiler review of Scales Mermaids Are Real. I really, yeah, none of you ha- can please, care about this Please film. do not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I think, Jimmy, this has to be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It is up there. Yeah. I mean, it, and I mean, and okay, it's not like Blood Debts bad, but Blood Debts is also very funny. Like that movie was hilarious. This has more production value behind it, but it's also just. Like, I looked up. Do you know what the budget of this movie was? What? So according to the internet, <laughs> let me double check this. Um, yeah, this is the estimated according to IMDb. Okay. The budget for this movie is take a guess. Oh, it's going to be more than I think, right? Or is it going to be less than you think? I'm going to say five mil. $25 million. $25 million? Are you kidding me? That is what IMDb says. Oh my God. $25 million for this steaming pile of garbage. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I mentioned it to Jim. I think. Where I, did that money go? No, nowhere. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely nowhere. Um, I mentioned it to Jimmy earlier, but this movie, like, I think had been shelved for a while because, like, I, we had mentioned last week when should we talked been, about this movie, sh- it should have been shelved forever. Definitely, yeah. Um, but the one kid from It and Shazam, I can't remember what his name is. Uh, he plays. His name is Jack Dylan Grazer. Jack Dylan Grazer. Um, he is in this movie, and this came he's out pretty good. He's, he is, yeah, in the movie still. Uh, he's he is the best actor in the movie, probably. Um, but I would say so, and I yeah. don't think it's close. <laughs> um, but this came out the same year as the first It movie in 2017. Um, so it's astounding to me that he looks way younger in this. Like I think that. He, this had to have been filmed like at least a few years before that. At least two. Yeah. Like he looks a lot smaller and everything. Um, but yeah, this is just atrocious in almost every way. Um, you have the cast. We can start with the cast. Um, do you have any of the cast names no. raised up? Okay. I don't yeah. even remember her name. The main girl is like awful. She is literally like one of the worst child actors I've seen in a while. And I don't think she was. I mean, I don't think the script is just terrible. The script is terrible, but I also like. I mean, you have the other it guy, whatever Jack Dylan Grazer. Like, I and maybe that's part of it is he's just such a better actor, and then like next to him, like everyone else is just like worse to me. Um, but her character. She's uh oh we should explain the premise of this movie right yeah I guess since since none of you have watched this so, yeah yeah so this movie there's all <laughs> this is like I don't did they say the name of the town it was filmed so. in Santa Clarita California but it's some like coastal town and uh, it, kind of a nice neighborhood mm-hmm. well off and apparently just a lot of women and exclusively women. <laughs> This neighborhood are mer people, mermaids, mm-hmm. and there's like a, ten of them in yeah, this ten mermaids in this town, and for some reason they have to like alternate going to sea and not going to sea yeah, every three, three years, years on land, three years at sea. Which why I don't know. And how is the girl? Sorry, how is the girl? never picked up on this <laughs> yeah how has nobody else picked up on this yeah and i mean i get that she's young but like still it seems bizarre that she wouldn't have even thought of it at all 
Um, so this girl is 12. Almost 12. Almost 12, I guess. Uh, and around that age, girls start becoming mermaids, I guess. Yeah, certain girls, if you if you are, if you have mermaid blood. Yeah, which also there's <laughs> there's some sort of like blood hierarchy of full bloods, yeah. half bloods, and mud bloods, mud bloods. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like just mentioned a couple times, but they don't really explain it, and they didn't. <laughs> no, it, yeah, because so. I mean, it's revealed that this girl is like a pure blood, but they don't really reveal that like at all. There's no she like just says, oh, it turns out I'm pure blood. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I I mean, I 100 percent. If you've watched any movie ever, you could guess that she's supposed to be a pure blood. But like they don't really make that clear in the movie. And so Until they, she literally goes, oh, it turns out I'm a pure a pure blood. Yeah. That's like at the end, right? At the very end. Yeah, at the very yeah. end she says that. But like... And then I literally... And it's funny because like half of the other people... More than half of the other people there are not purebloods. So I rephrased it in my notes as as a quote of like... Turns out I'm genetically superior to a lot of the other people listening in on this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's pure blood, which may, apparently if you're a pure blood mermaid, your blood has healing properties. Um... So, okay. also the so the bad guy in this is looking for a cure for his son's brittle bone disease. Yeah. Well, okay. And then and then the girl's like, "I'll give you my blood." He's like, "No, <laughs> I need to take it. <laughs> I need to kill you." I'm like, "Why?" Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like, like this this does not seem like a difficult negotiation. No. Like, She's like, oh, yeah, he's my friend. I'll do this for him. They I was hint, like, I've come too far to not kill you. <laughs> like, at, at the beginning of the movie or whatever, when they first start talking about the mermaids, like, they hint at these antagonists called the hunters, and they're like, oh, there's these people who want to kill mermaids and stuff. Also, every single line of this movie is exposition. That is true. Like, the whole movie is expedi- exposition. Even, like, at the end. <laughs> oh, it's just like Tenet. <laughs> Wow. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, like they, there's the hunters or whatever. And so you're like, oh, they're mermaid hunters, right? Maybe they just like mermaids are a, a nuisance. They want to get rid of them. But then like when the hunters show up, they're like mostly just hunting the mermaids to get a cure for this disease. And they don't like they are antagonistic, but they don't seem like they don't seem like genocidal. Of Did mermaids. you know that one guy was the researcher until the end? Because I must have just missed that. What guy? The, the one casualty of the film. Oh, no, I didn't know that. I, I didn't, didn't even pick up on it now. Like, oh, well, they're like, oh, he's like, no, I've come too far. He, I need. Oh, to, yeah, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, oh, I did not pick up that you were a researcher. I just thought you were a henchman. Yeah. Um, it is just it's it's pretty awful. All the acting is pretty bad. Um, the script, like you said, is it's full of cliches, like tons. Like if you write a script, it's probably like the things you 100 percent want to avoid for writing a script. <laughs> and then it's like, as you said, full of exposition um, pretty much constantly. So I have my I have never written more notes for a movie. This I just have now typed the whole I should time. pull up mine, too. Um, so I think I'm just going to walk through these and yeah, we can talk through the progression it. of my thoughts watching this and if you can if you just want to chime in 
So bad drone shot at the beginning. They use a few drone shots. I swear they just picked off, picked up like a five hundred dollar drone <laughs> and called it a day, like something I could afford. <laughs> like it, they are terrible. And mm-hmm. there's literally the worst shot I've ever seen in any movie is in this film. Mm-hmm. It's the second to last shot in this movie, and it's supposed it to be really the money like, shot. Yeah, it's so overexposed incredible yeah there's there's like a solid two and a half seconds where half the frame is completely blown out (laughs) of details and it's like supposed to be like the sunset and like trees and it's completely blown out i'm not i how did a studio release this as a feature film i don't know and i i mean i'm not even like that great at noticing that kind of stuff but i mean like the exposure in this movie is bad and like just a ton of shots. There is a lot of weird color stuff going yeah. on too. There's just some mismatching color. The skin tones look off in a lot of shots yeah. and doesn't match like in the same scene. Um, okay. Other things. The kid's name is literally Siren. The yeah. writers are not even trying. I know. <laughs> as soon as I heard Siren, I was like, oh my God. Also, I don't know. I, I mean, you're probably past it. The opening song during the title credits is so bad. It's like the it's like the most generic song ever, but it's literally singing about a siren and stuff. And it's just like the most boring and quite painful, honestly, song. Um, there's a shot out of focus. And by the time I finished writing that, there was another shot out of focus. <laughs> Um, she just runs out of school. She just starts running. Yeah, um, that's accurate. Kids do actually bolt out of middle school sometimes, but they don't usually make it very far before they get tracked down. Yeah, well, so the, that is that is at least accurate. She like ran out, and like the principal saw her and was just like, "Oh, see you later." <laughs> <laughs> There's that one lady who's running all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I said, child's uh, child acting leaves a lot to be desired. Mom's acting leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> Mom literally doesn't second guess coming home from school. Yeah. So the the main character tips over this glass of water, and the mom's response to this spilled water is, the solution is less pollution. When she like, says that? Yeah. The girl drops the She's like, I'm sorry for dropping the water. And she's like, the solution is less pollution. I'm like, that does not make any <laughs> sense. I wrote this down, and I don't remember the context of it, but I wrote the shot content continuity is so bad. Oh, my gosh. Like, you'll, like, props are just, like, in the wrong places. Like, when you do, if you do, like, a basic shot reverse shot and stuff, if you, like, see an actor, they're doing one thing, then in the next shot, they're, like, in a different position. <laughs> it's, like, so bad. Um, why are other kids home from school, too, when they are playing hooky? Like, they're walking, and then these kids glare at them, and I'm like, why are they not in school? Why is every shot a close-up is another thing I had. Yeah. Every time where someone's talking too. is a close-up. Oh, uh, also then, the weird, the bully character that they drop like 30 minutes into the movie, you know? Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. She is, she's Elsie Fisher, who's the main character in eighth grade, which is like oh. a really good movie. Yeah, I need to watch that. But uh, why is every other shot out of focus? Did they use autofocus for this feature film? My goodness, I've already counted four shots that have been completely out of focus and we're 12 minutes into this movie. Oh my gosh, this film is definitely shot in autofocus. You can tell when the autofocus is like looking for... It's like you can tell when something's being manually exposed Mm -hmm. and then when it's literally a camera like hunting for focus. There are shots in this movie like this. 
There's like a 30 second uh, wa- bridge walking dialogue sequence <laughs> that is completely out of focus the whole time. Also, that scene is so weird. Like they're walking and talking. First of all, they're walking at, at a snail's pace. You can tell that like. You could tell the director told them, like, hey, you cannot make it across this bridge before the conversation is over. And it's such a weird camera angle, too. Yeah. And then they just, like, they cross the bridge and then they're like, all right, got to go home. Let's walk back this across the bridge again. I have, why is this movie so bad from a technical standpoint? At least 75% of the shots in this movie are using a telephoto lens, which is whatever, just something I noticed. Holy balls, every shot in this movie is out of focus. <laughs> um, here's a dialogue that was between Siren and her mom. Siren asks, are you sending me away? And the mom responds, of course not. But you do need to go away for three years. <laughs> I did. Oh, I wrote that one down too. You're <laughs> I right. like, what? <laughs> then, I, also, I also wrote the line down like, do you think if she was alive, she would love me? <laughs> Like, no, she's your mom. She, she tells she's, her she's a mermaid. I just wrote, you're a mermaid, Harry. <laughs> I wrote, this is like the 13th year from Disney Channel. Disney Channel That's, has to be worse. Yeah. That, uh, it is what, the exact same movie, but it's just way worse. I was actually describing this movie to uh, Mariah earlier today, and she was like, that just sounds like the 13th year. <laughs> Which is, from what I recall, not a bad movie, but I've it never could seen be it. bad. Um, holy crap. Every shot where someone is talking is an out-of-focus close-up. I was going to dink around on my computer with this movie in the background, but it is so bad that it's distracting me. <laughs> uh, she's in the bathtub, and her her feet turn into whatever. Oh, my God. Flipper. Yeah. Uh, I was like getting sudden Nightmare on Elm Street vibes. Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote down that, like, I, this is around this point, that, like, the sound design just uses tons of stock sound effects. <laughs> like, you hear it. You'll hear, like, the classic <laughs> door creaking sound effect. You'll just hear, like really loud like stock wood crunching at various points like you could you could find this shit free online i'm sure mom somehow breaks open the door by jiggling the doorknob slightly uh everything being said is an exposition dump why are there so many arbitrary mermaid rules (laughs) do you need anything before you go off to slumberland i wrote that down too (laughs) and i wrote slumberland where's my couch that i ordered in june Um, Wait, is that where you ordered your couch from, Slumberland? (laughs) They said early November. I called them the other day. Early November. I'm like, you're delivering that sucker free right into my door. I didn't say that, but I will say that when they say they have it in stock. I ordered it in June. Wow. This is the most uninspired piece of trite garbage I've ever seen. This is so awkwardly edited. Boy's dad is obviously a bad guy. (laughs) Yeah. Chekhov's whaling stick. (laughs) Mom doesn't close kitchen cabinets in the background. I'm like, why aren't there more mermen? This movie looks like poop. Siren doesn't cover up her gills with the things specifically given to her to cover up her I gills. I know. I like when that happened, I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Principal has a very fly office. <laughs> really, really wobbly shot that looks like they tried to stabilize it digitally in post-production. I don't remember which one that was. The drone they used for aerial shots is poop. Only 62% of Google users like this movie. That's sad. <laughs> that is sad. The director's other two movies are called Wiener Dog, in- Na- Wiener Dog Nationals Wiener and Dog Wiener Dog Internationals. Internationals. <laughs> I saw that. What was, the force re- what was the force field for if it didn't stop the tranquilizing darts? Helping them breathe? The question? <laughs> yeah. Chekhov's brittle bone condition. 
when it's when he goes to for the door and then it oh zooms in God. on his bones. Breaking. I I died. I <laughs> lost it. That that it was like Sniper Elite, the video game. <laughs> it just zooms in. Uh, Siren doesn't have gills when she goes underwater. <laughs> oh my what? God. Siren somehow automatically understands mermaid language. What the heck is going on with this climax? Bad guy spends the entire movie looking for mermaids, but can use the whaling stick to call mermaids. <laughs> um, she just killed a guy. So yeah, yeah let's so, talk about that death. Yeah. Um, basically, so one of the secondary, I guess, the secondary antagonist is this other dude. Like, okay, so Siren Hunter. apparently has this ability to like somewhat manipulate yeah. water. Yeah, she can control water, um, and so he's like. This guy, I mean, the main bad guy who's uh, Jack Dylan Grazer's dead. It's like, oh, okay, mermaids are okay now, I guess. And then the other dude's like, well, no, this I can't let my research go to I waste. I need to research these yeah, mermaids. I, yeah, and, and they the, have to be dead. And then, uh, and then he's like threatening them, even though he poses no visible threat there. Like he's There's like, like he's eight un- of them. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, the main character he Siren, a, he's he just has the spear thing. Yeah, the whaling stick. And then Siren's just like. You do know your body is made out of sixty-five percent water, and then you like you see him, and he starts like melting into like water, like actual water, and then just the next shot, he's completely disintegrated. <laughs> he's just gone. He just killed him. What this happened to the girl. other thirty-five percent of him? Huh? That's why I said, what happened to the other thirty-five percent that isn't water? <laughs> And then the then the other her friend is like you'll have to teach me that move and they're all like smiling and stuff they I'm laugh like, it off I'm like she, they just killed the guy <laughs> this is a kid's movie and like looking she's at literally the reviews, twelve years old <laughs> the reviews on Google they're like we were like watch this with my family we thought it was bad and then the end it was very violent and not kid appropriate I'm like very true mm-hmm. also how does the how does uh uh, the kid with the her best her friend the bit of bone disease yeah that guy. how does he get injured does he just fall on his ribs because he throws the whaling stick but he like misses he just kind of like falls throughout yeah. the movie and hurts himself and they're like he's gonna die he's like that uh he's like in spongebob, SpongeBob. I was thinking, <laughs> my heart attacks put me to sleep my my Can't bones you- are made out of glass Chocolate bar, candy bar, bag, carrying bag, whatever. Yeah. Um, why would anyone want to be a mermaid in this universe? They don't show, show any mermaid society. <laughs> looks like there's like ten of them. Yeah. Just in the water. Doesn't sound very fun. Um, I like how this. I like how the mermaid wailing is just like obviously dubbed over. It's just them with their mouths open, and it just literally sounds like coral singing. It doesn't sound like actual. Uh, uh, it doesn't sound like anything unique. <laughs> um, and then I talked about just the terrible drone shot. Yeah. The money shot. That is Ugh. so bad. This is on Netflix, folks. Go yeah, the, go, you can, go watch you the can last. Go see it. Go watch the last five minutes. Saw, see this guy you just get turned into water and then watch this. See the last shot. Horrible drone shot. And every time it's a drone shot, you can tell because the camera quality is so <laughs> much worse. It is not seamless at all. This is like the the worst modern t- movie from a technical standpoint that I've ever seen. And it is not even close. And yeah. it had a budget of $25 million. That that has to make this the worst. Like all things considered, this has to be like the worst movie I've ever seen. It might be for me too. For people I, who have, this isn't their first movie. 
They had a budget of $25 million. Yeah. It's astounding, really. Unbelievable. Um, I, I wanted to mention that, like, the mermaid tail is so bad. Yeah. And, like, it's obviously just, like, a slip-on, like, costume thing. You can constantly see the wrinkles Which in it. Which is fine if it's Disney Channel 2003 or whatever. Yeah, but it's not. It's a movie with $25 million. <laughs> like, where did the money go? I don't know. Um, I found... I, I, I'll cover a few more notes I had. The mom um, is very wealthy, but we never see what she does. Also, do we know what the connection between her mom and her birth mom is? No. I didn't think so. Never really talked about her dad. Also, yeah. again, where are the mermen? Well, th- that's exactly right, because like she's pure blood, so that would mean her dad is a merman, but we never see a merman. So who's her mom? Is it just like her mom's friend? Or I like don't who's know. her her adopted, adopted mom? I don't know. I'm so confused by this movie. Um I mentioned that the teacher character is really annoying. Oh my god. She literally like She's terrible. I mean, no joke in this movie is funny, but like that's all she does is crack jokes and it's just like the most unfunny jokes ever. Um what else? Uh when they mentioned the hunters for the first time, I did laugh because I was like, this is so cliche. I'm like, oh my gosh, like gotta be careful for the hunters. I know. When they said that, I was like, ooh, that is so bad. They're not trying. Um, it felt it felt like a really, really, really bad Disney movie from the 1990s. Yeah, you uh, there's a lot of like, if you read reviews, like they'll talk about either that villain death, and then another thing I was seeing was like how it's all like an allegory for puberty and stuff. And there's oh, yeah. so much. There's so. I mean, it's pretty on the nose about it too. Like it it's like very on the nose. It's like my body is changing and I can't stop it. Yeah, and she says that at one point. It's um, so nuanced, Holden. I know. It's got a lot of depth in there. Um, like the ocean. I like that the, the the adopted mom at one point is like, I don't remember what the main character had been doing, but she's like, you had me worried sick, but said it in like the most calm voice. Like, you had me worried sick. Um, And then the last bit that I had was um <laughs> the part where she's scratching her legs, just like, just checking for scales. That was really weird. That was weird. Say what you want about like the room. The room is at least in focus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the room put its uh the room had I don't know. I mean, I guess that was also 6 million dollars. That was a lot of money for that movie. Yeah, but I mean, at least it was in focus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least it was funny. Uh yeah, let's give her scores on this, Jimmy. Oh my gosh, I, can I give it a zero? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Point five Let's say for one. One's point, are, I think one should be our lowest. One's the lowest one. Okay. For the what's a Jack Dylan Grazer or whatever his name is. Yeah, I'll give it a one as well. This is awful. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I mean, wow, wow, like it's like. I don't like want to say like I could do a better job than this, but I honestly think I could have made this movie better. Like yeah. right now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is, it's, you know. But I mean, credit to them; they got paid to make a, a movie. movie. They have something on Netflix. Can't say that, so you know. Yet, yet, yep. Holden got to pump out that script it's a we'll we'll have something to announce soon and by soon i mean probably never (laughs) (laughs) 
We're delaying it because of COVID. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was our spoiler review of Scales, Mermaids Are Real. Great uh, title. They really... I, I When the movie ended, I turned to my brother who I was watching it with. I'm like, you know what? Mermaids really are real. <laughs> <laughs> the real lesson was the mermaids we made along the way. Yep. <laughs> All right, Olden, let's review Borat. Borat. So, uh, Borat, Jimmy. Non-spoiler review. Wa-wa-wee-wa. Very nice. Very nice. (laughs) High five. (laughs) I think high five was the funniest of all the the sayings. It was pretty funny. Uh... Yeah, so Borat, it's a 2006 movie, mockumentary movie. Um, everyone, if you're, if you're like older than us, I mean us are older, I guess, you probably know about this movie just because of what a big cultural sensation it was when it came out. Um, it is a, as I said, mockumentary uh, starring Sasha Baron Cohen, um, kind of... I, I mean, he had a show that was supposedly pretty popular, but I would argue this is probably more of his breakout than that was. Um, and it, it follows, he plays a character named Borat, who is a, a TV reporter uh, from Kazakhstan. And he is he, he comes to America basically to do, kind of film this documentary for Kazakhstan about like American traditions and customs and all that. And what goes on over here? Um, but in reality, like what the movie is, is it is a it's it's him basically going to interviews or situations with people who are unaware that they're being filmed for this like satire. Basically, a lot of them were told that like there's this reporter from like this uh, country. They're making a documentary about like yeah. uh, foreign people like integrating into like the American culture. Yeah, from like the Middle East and like in a Within five, you know, post 9-11 USA, fresh, you know, there's a lot of interesting, <laughs> interesting attitudes. Yeah, towards, for sure. Towards Borat and to other people. Which yeah. Are exposed by this movie. Yeah. It's all it's all basically a satire on like political views at the time and just cultural insensitivities that are still ingrained in our culture and stuff like that. Um, and it was done in a very unique way just because all of these people were unaware. Uh, it was one of those, it was one of the first to popularize kind of doing like the hidden camera on like subways and stuff, which has now been popular with like Eric Andre show and stuff like that. Um, Eric Andre takes a lot of inspiration from this. Um, but it, yeah, it's a very interesting film. And uh, we're we're talking about it. I mean, if you've been listening to our podcast, you know that uh, Borat Two is coming out in two weeks, I believe. Um, so where you're kind of watching this, Jimmy hadn't seen Borat yet. I'd seen it yep. before, watching it in t- anticipation for that. Um, yeah, they so they had uh, according to Sasha Baron Cohen, they had over 400 hours of footage that which they does shot not for surprise this, me for, that they shot for this movie to make this hour and. 20 minutes? yeah it's less than an hour 30 relatively short honestly um i love this movie a lot like i know you don't like it as much You'll i do about, like it yeah I, just, I don't find it as funny like i think it's very uh 
cl- like very clever in terms of how it exposes a lot of just terrible people. Yeah. Um, I do feel a little uneasy at like the how manipulative manipulative it is of like other people who aren't as just objectively terrible. Yeah. So like I feel bad. Like I know for me, like I feel like I would get like. Like if this came out, I'd be like, "Oh, that's you know, whatever." I, I would, think but I know there are certain people that would not like yeah. it and did not like it and sued. <laughs> there were although there's one of the ones that I was worried about that was more positive about it. We'll get we'll talk about it in spoilers. Yeah, probably. Can, and I think we, I know the same one because I, I did a lot of research about yeah. you know the how this movie was received in the production and all that. Yeah, um, and the controversies, which is very interesting. It be, is. This would be an interesting movie to know all the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I'm curious to see how the new one kind of like if it's similar to this. Um, but this movie, I think one of the biggest compliments I can give it is just how well it integrates like the jokes into its like plot, quote unquote plot. And also like he manages to like incorporate these like running like as you said they recorded like 400 hours worth of footage but he manages to like incorporate these jokes filmed assumedly filmed previously and then incorporating it into like more like um like interviews after the fact and stuff like that like because there's a lot of like ongoing jokes that pop up here and there and it's just I think the way instead of it being all completely just improv, he'll like kind of go back to these old jokes sometimes. Uh-huh. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. How like his improv in those situations, the way it connects yeah. to the rest of the stories is quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the jokes I just didn't think were funny. That's fair. I don't think Which, all of the jokes are funny. And I, to be I'm honest like, with you, like I think the, the Borat character to me was just like overdone a little bit. Like I think if you, it was like a the knob was turned too on too far to like the outrageous. Yeah. That I'm like, I feel like it'd be like, it's, I mean, I may maybe it's just like a post. I think it this is joke world I, of like me being like I would feel like I was catching on at that point yeah. that I was being played. I think I mean I think what you said earlier though the fact that this was like post nine eleven and like public opinion was i mean divisive on uh kind of the whole middle east situation and stuff i think um i think having this character wasn't completely out of out of people's minds uh, at the time probably having this kind of person appear yeah yeah there's <laughs> i did enjoy him just exposing terrible people oh yeah that is the best part of the movie all these yeah like some of those people you meet in the deep south are just yeah or the not so deep south yeah just not the greatest no and it's i (laughs) and i like it's interesting to me like i mean maybe you felt differently like borat himself is like a racist caricature oh and like and i mean he plays into a lot of the racist i mean he plays along with some of the racist stuff that people say um, but I mean, I, it wasn't like offensive when he did it to me just because he was doing it in the purpose of like exposing other people. And like, if it was he, more, it was more about exposing the United States racism yeah. than like being racist to, to Middle Easterners. Yeah. And he, and like the actor has been very outspoken in his political views of being very like supportive and like against kind of what he himself is portraying. Um, 
so I think since he's made that personal stance clear, that helps too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, what else? I don't know what to talk about besides outside of spoilers. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. Um, yeah, let me, I'm just trying to think here. There's like, I mean, it's just kind of like to, to frame it. Yeah. He's coming over to like, observe American culture since America is the greatest country in the world to restore Kazakhstan to its former glory. Yeah. And it's like a road trip around the United States interviewing mm-hmm. people. It's kind of the, the premise of it and just the places he goes <laughs> and his motivations between behind getting across the country are pretty comical. Yeah. So, uh, I guess rating time. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think for what this movie is, it's like a 10 Okay, for me. I think like, I wouldn't say it's like one of the greatest movies ever made, but I think in terms of like a mockumentary political satire like this, and especially with how much entertainment I get out of it, I think it's probably a 10. Yeah, I'll give it an 8 because, okay. yeah, it just fell a little short for me. It did feel a little long to me, which I was very surprised. Yeah, I, I it, get Because it's like I was... I think it might have been me just seeing the hour and 20 minute thing. Oh, like, oh this is going to be a breeze. I was like, no, you know, this actually felt longer than that. It was not, it did not zoom by. Yeah. I think there, are I think parts I thought that, that way been, the first time I saw it too. There are parts that could have been trimmed up a little bit and there were, yeah, there were some parts where I was just like, Ooh, I feel very uncomfortable for the people in this mm-hmm. and like just kind of a little bit mean at points. I don't know. Just the fact that they didn't, they were tr- like, there are people who are like, you know, it's this form of racism where it's like you're accommodating these people, but you're still judging them. Mm-hmm. And like, I do, I did feel bad for the people trying to be his- hospitable to him. Yeah. And he was still taking advantage of them. Even like some, and granted afterwards, some were like, that was hilarious. But some people were like, no, <laughs> that was not. And it actually led to things that were not so great in my life. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, with that, Holden, let's talk spoilers. All right, Jimmy. There's a lot of a lot of jokes in this movie, a lot of things to talk about. I don't know. Uh, I... I <laughs> One of the, I mean, the, or I guess we can kind of go through the movie. Um, I, I like this stuff in Kazakhstan early, <laughs> early on. Yeah, I didn't think that was all that funny. Oh, okay. Honestly. I thought it was pretty funny. And apparently he just duped all the people. He did, which, which is, is not, not good. Not very nice. That's probably that's probably the worst part of it is the, how he duped them. Because, I mean, they're, they're like, not doing anything wrong. No, and like he didn't really need to dupe them, did he? No. I mean, I, I feel like know. that's stuff you could have just filmed in the U.S. and like gotten a cast of people to yeah, do it. Yeah, I that I didn't like that very much, and I didn't like I said I didn't think it was all that funny. Oh, I did think the jokes were funny. I mean, in the Kazakhstan bits, it was mostly just like very offensive humor, which I mean is my type of humor. So, um, but I guess when you get like over to the U.S. I like the bit where he's like going into his hotel and he like starts unpacking in the in the elevator. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's this like, I, not your room. he's like, I will not take a smaller room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
But then I like I I do I like quoting the line when he gets to his room there and he's like he's like oh what will we watch chair king of the castle king of the castle I am in a chair yeah. I like that bit interesting um but like getting into the actual like interviews and stuff uh the first I think the first interview he does is with he does the comedian or the comedy guy yeah and it's like the not joke not yeah not one of the, I think the parts I laugh was like. I don't love you anymore, Pamela. Not. Not. <laughs> See, it, well, it's it's things like that that I was mentioning earlier, just how well they incorporate those jokes. Admittedly, the Pamela Anderson bit is more was, scripted. Yeah, because she was the only one, she was one of the few people in on the joke. Yeah, which is good because of the very, way that he treats her. <laughs> like, very, that that would have been bad. <laughs> and I didn't know that. Um, so Kid Rock was married to Pamela Anderson at the Oh time. yeah, I heard this, and he saw that movie. He's like. <laughs> called her like a whore or something <laughs> it's like why would you be in that you just like will be in anything nowadays and apparently that was one of many reasons behind why they got like that was a big reason in a divorce not the only which is crazy of. like out of all the out of all the controversies that this movie caused that would not be one of the ones i would think but interesting yeah um but i like i like him like doing the driving school and stories like kind of doing the driving test the guy who is like his teacher was like one of the few like actually nice guys who he meets like genuinely just good yeah people. he was like help, trying to help him out yeah and then like he pulled it like and he's Laura like pulls he out handles, a flask. Him, handles him he's like oh you can't do that here or like yeah. oh that's very nice and stuff like that and borat pulls out like a flask he's like oh time to drink <laughs> the guy's <laughs> like you can't do that like that's funny. Good. I don't know, like, like the stopping and yelling at random, pe- or like just like the part where he just is like chasing that random guy through New York City. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I know, but like, that's that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. That's I just like that'd be very scary to be that I guy, and there's like this guy coming after you. <laughs> I'm just surprised he didn't like get murdered. <laughs> Especially yeah, when he right. likes to went to the. Apparently, there was like a, a borderline riot when he sang the the parody oh, Kazakhstan anthem. Which that rodeo movie. scene is one of the cringiest That's really parts of the movie. Watch. That's rough because first of all, you got the guy who he talks to at the beginning, who is just Very racist and homophobic, and homophobic, and it's like it's really bad. It's like that's probably the point in the movie for me where I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I mean, there are people, there were like bad people before that, but I was just like, "Jesus Christ!" Um, but then there's the yeah, him going out and singing the the national anthem. Uh, but it it's his parody of a Kazakhstan uh, national anthem to the tune of our national anthem, which I think I thought was very funny. I mean, that just made me uncomfortable. Like, I don't, I didn't think it was funny. I was just like, yikes, this guy, I mean, like, he's got balls. Like, yeah, he does. Like, you could get killed in that situation. <laughs> like, these places, not so long ago, they were, like, lynching people. So, like, yeah. I, uh, you know, I mean, good on him for exposing a bunch of racist, xenophobic people. But also, that's just, like... I don't think you have to be like racist to be offended by that anyway. Like to, you know, anyway. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think know. You'd just be like an ordinary American and be like, yeah, that was not great to do. I don't know. 
maybe I'm I maybe I just don't care about the national anthem enough. But I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily personally, but just like knowing that it matters to other people yeah. who are not racist and xenophobic. Yeah, like yeah, I just I thought that was like a little overboard. I did the end of that the end of that scene. I thought was like really funny because the, the horse, horse just falls over. <laughs> and like that's not scripted. No, I'm like what? It was like it was the editing was so good there because that's just where it ends. It was so funny. I, I was like, like what happened? <laughs> Obviously, none of their camera guys got it or anything, but that was very interesting. Um, so from just watching it, it sounded like they piped in the booing. In post-production. Okay. I I didn't really... I know there's like an actual news clip of it. Yeah. But um, I didn't look that... But it, like just from the way people are like... It looked like people were just like very uncomfortably silent. Yeah. Then... I mean, I'm sure a couple of people were probably booing. But not to the extent that the film made it seem. That's the way it appeared to me. Yeah. I could be wrong. I think you're right. That's um, just this... It sounded like sound effects to me. Yeah. Um... The, oh, what was I going to say? I don't know. You go on to what, whatever you want to say next. Uh, let's see. Other just stand the feminist thing. Yeah. I didn't think that was that necessary. There was like, I thought there was like one good joke in there. I can't remember what it is. I do think that's one of the weaker interview things though. Oh, I remember what I was going to talk about. It was the, it was the news interview. (laughs) Yeah, so that was next. like that was more fun where they were just like this guy's and he goes to the weatherman. Yeah, good he's like about it. very, you're very nice, very nice. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> I thought that was pretty good because I mean that was obviously like I, I and I thought that was also another good case of editing because like they would have the news footage and then they would also have like the actual like Borat's camera crew, like kind of showing it more from behind the scenes. And I thought that was like interesting kind of like interspersing that. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Yeah. And it also goes to like 2006 communication wasn't as evolved as it is now Mm -hmm. where like they weren't picking up on this guy just trolling everybody across exactly. the United States where I feel like it would be very difficult to get away with that now. Yeah. Another Which reason why did. I'm curious about too. Yeah, he must like, not have been on like the TV as much. He yeah. must have been more just, you know, like the fraternity guys who he just hitchhikes with. Oh, the fraternity guys. Yikes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's uh that's something like that that one like he didn't even prompt a lot of that. That was just That's, a lot of yeah. like like spewing out of them. <laughs> yeah, um, does not look to be does not look good to be them. But also, they're terrible people. So yeah, I don't like, feel all that bad. I don't them. either. That was something that I'm like, sure. Like I'm sure Sasha Baron Cohen in that situation was like, oh my, like in his mind, he's just like, this is like way better than we could have imagined. <laughs> Like you guys are actively ruining your own lives. Yeah, with what you're saying. <laughs> um, so um, manipulative, but also just exposing. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's the bit with the with the Jewish bed and breakfast, which apparently they thought the movie was just hilarious. Yeah, they thought it was funny, which is good. I'm glad. Which is hilarious <laughs> to me because they're just like this sweet old Jewish couple. Yeah. 
it's yeah and, and like, they, they to be f- fair they don't like really play it out into their face it's more like behind the scenes yeah but like if they've if they watched the movie and thought it was funny like it's so that racist it, towards jewish people in this movie. i know but like, that makes it all the better that yeah. they got the joke and they were like that's good that makes watching that part even like if i were to rewatch it that'd make it all the more enjoyable especially if they're like an like an old couple because i mean i would per, i guess personally i would think they'd be more against it but he like, doesn't want to eat the sandwich yeah <laughs> I did kind of think it was funny when the cockroaches enter the room and then they start throwing <laughs> the dollar bills at it. Like, how much did they like plant? Did they plant that? They had to. They probably had to plant those. The cockroaches. I feel like they wouldn't like. I mean, those that couple was so nice. They wouldn't expose if like their place was like. Yeah, and also they didn't look. Like they probably they planted them. Yeah, they had to have. <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough. Give them more. <laughs> yeah. Um. And they were like, they. It was interesting to see how they were like. They didn't think the movie was just like that anti-Semitic at all. Like yeah. They got. They totally understood what he was going for. Yeah. Just like that's just really cool. They were they were in on the joke or not in on the joke, but that they just got the joke. Yeah. Um. So that was one of my more favorite parts of the movie. The scene where he goes to like the pastors get together. Oh yeah is interesting and he calls the it's prostitute weird. who is she's in on the jokes right yeah she's an actor she's not even a prostitute i think she's an actual actor yeah um i thought that that was kind of funny it was i was very uncomfortable and he called the pastor's wife like not attractive yeah i was like that is <laughs> very uncomfortable yeah it's uh i mean that part there's like I think the parts that you, uh, from what I'm getting, the parts you don't like as much are the ones that don't play as much into the satire. And it's more just like the him, offensive. It's more just him pulling jokes on people. Yeah. And especially with like the, like the mental, like disabilities and stuff. I was like, yeah, I feel like we're overplaying this. And it wasn't really about like exposing any American sentimentalities about it. It was just yeah. him being offensive. Because no one was like really being offensive. Against no. Like and in fact, people. in fact, like people were very much avoiding the R word. Yeah. Actively like yeah. throughout the film. I think only one person says it, but he says it like, be, as you would say, he says like, like as you would say. Yeah. As you would say, at least not. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't love that. I just thought that was, again, 2006 was a different time. It was. Um, I, what'd you think of the scene in the hotel where they're naked? I didn't need it. Okay. I didn't think it was all that funny. I just, it was gross. What I mean, I get it. That's funny, I guess. I thought it was pretty funny. It's like they just run into whatever convention that was. I thought that was I was just really more astonished funny. that they were like... <laughs> They were willing then, to do that. And then they like get security all over them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's ballsy. It is. I, I, I'm just like amazed that they just don't go to a jail. Right. No, they somehow like, legally weave their way, weave their way through everything. See, in that case, I wouldn't be surprised if they had gotten arrested and then like the studio maybe had to bail them out or something, something like that. Cause I feel like that, like they're, they're literally running through the, like this conference naked. I can't believe like a studio green lit something like this. Yeah. Just with all the litigation, potential litigation. That I mean, I guess, involved. I guess it could be, maybe he like filmed it 
and then just like sent like sold it. Yeah, sold it. Well, it did have a budget of six million. That's true. So he had had his show before, though. So I mean, if, if he had money from that, yeah, I don't know. Um, what other bits am I forgetting about? We haven't talked about Pamela Anderson that much. Yeah, yeah, the Pamela Anderson bit is. Yeah, so I guess his whole like reoccurring thing is he uh, the reason he wants to go to California is because Pamela Anderson lives there and he's like he saw her on an episode of Baywatch and fell in love with her. Um and I think I mean even back then I think Pamela Anderson was just slightly a bit of an outdated reference and so that's why it kind of works, but I think it I thought it was like pretty funny. It was like just this it, I mean it was a MacGuffin essentially for him to something uh-huh. for him to try to get out there and then the fact that when he the climax of the movie when he gets out there and uh it's like he tries to kidnap her i mean like that whole it, it makes me laugh because that whole like uh i guess signing or whatever that she's doing is like it's like real like she did it but she was in on it so yeah, like she so knew that Borat, it for the Borat. yeah but like everyone else there is just there like thinking it's an actual signing mm-hmm and so they're all like freaking out, like, "Oh my god!" I wonder the security didn't know. It doesn't look like they threw him to the ground. Yeah, like I, I feel, I feel like it was one of those things. They filled the seat of the Pamela Anderson's. Like, all right, he's good. Yeah, not pressing. I mean, because she would be the one that pressed charges. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> that's crazy. I did kind of, you know, they don't spend a ton of time on it, but I kind of liked Borat and the prostitute. <laughs> Yeah, their relationship. I, I thought that was kind of cute. They, yeah, their time at the bar or whatever. Yeah. It's nice. His wife dies. Which is really funny. And the guy, I thought that... <laughs> the guy who gives him the telegram, is he in on it or not? I don't think so. Because, like, the way I he's five. acting... Yeah. <laughs> the way he's acting, he's like... He's like... Wait, so are you saying... Borat's like, you said my wife died? And then the guy's like... It's like re- he's pretending to read it very thoroughly. Like, yeah, I guess that's what it says. <laughs> it seems very genuine. Like he doesn't know how to act in that situation. Well, you wouldn't either. No, right? no. So like, <laughs> High five. five. <laughs> I oh. liked him having the chicken. <laughs> and he almost the kills the, the chicken. Subway. He almost kills the chicken. And then he's like, yeah. be free. He's <laughs> like, you better not kill this chicken. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Very interesting movie, and I definitely was like got the Eric Andre vibes. Yeah, which I can see the inspiration for Eric Andre there. I'm gonna be curious to see. I mean, because the people who have had the second one screened for them have said it's like really good and it's gonna hit a lot of like really sensitive subjects. Yeah, I'm so. imagining it's more like hole in the wall places in probably in again the southern United States. Yeah, probably. I thought the uh, Pentecostal church service was interesting. That was. I mean, that's like something that's made fun of in so many things. And so seeing like, I don't, I mean, I've never personally seen an actual Pentecostal like church service. And so kind of seeing this like actually be real was pretty wild. It's, yeah, it's something else. (laughs) It is. Speaking tongues. 2020 still exists. Yep. So, teach their own. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that's about. That's everything about it. I have to say. Yeah, 
Oh, I I, I liked the I, I always forget about this scene. The scene where he's going to buy a car. Oh, <laughs> and he asks the guy, "How fast did I have to go to kill someone?" And then the, <laughs> the guy's, guy's like, like giving him answers. like 35, 40 miles an hour. Like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> He's like answering every single question the Borat throws at him, which I mean, kudos for like being a salesman, I guess. But also like, what the f***? <laughs> really? Yeah. Some of the people are just like, yikes. yikes, yikes. You can definitely tell they picked like the best people for the movie. Because I'm sure there were some interviews that were just like uneventful, like whatever. Mm-hmm. They're not that interesting. You're not racist enough for this. <laughs> but yeah, Holden. That's our spoiler review of Borat. Yep. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, Jimmy, uh, what I've been doing, I went home uh, this weekend. Very fun. Only time I've been able to go home this semester. Um, Probably will be until uh, Thanksgiving. Um... But I started playing a new Yakuza game while I was there, and now I have to wait another month to keep playing it. Uh, but it is the most recent Yakuza game uh, that came out last year, I think it was, because the new one comes out later this year. But, Called? Uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2. It's a remake of the second one. So I've played the first one in Zero, which is a prequel, and now I'm playing the remake of 2. Um, it's very good so far. I can't really complain. still very silly and really quite stupid um but then uh in addition to that i've watched a few movies uh just today i watched rocky horror picture show for the first time uh which is in very interesting i mean i think if you know anything about that movie you can guess that but to me it's just like weird that like it was made in 1975 and it's like to me it's just like it would be too out there for that era. And I mean, I guess at the time, like critics hated that movie, like it came out and got like pretty terrible reviews. Um, but it's just like, I don't know. It seems pretty ahead of its time. Um, and Tim Curry is like fantastic in that movie. Like it's absolutely incredible. I can see why that's kind of the role that made him. Um, but pretty entertaining movie, uh, movie, great music. Uh, another movie I watched this week though, uh, was a, uh, Denis Villeneuve movie I hadn't seen before. Which one is that? Uh, Polytechnique. Oh, I haven't seen that. I think it was, I don't know if it's his first full length. It's from like 2009. Um, but it is a, uh, Canadian, uh, film. It's about, Suppose I think Polytechnique School in Montreal is the name of the school, but it's apparently based off of these true events of like a shooting that occurred there in the 90s. Uh, the movie itself is like not very long. I think it's under 80 minutes. Yeah, it says hour and 17. Yeah, it's pretty short. Um, it's on Amazon it's, Prime? Yep, that's where I watched it. It's all in black and white. It's okay. I like... I liked it. It's definitely my least favorite of his movies that I've seen. I feel like it could have benefited from being longer just because like there's not a whole lot of character to the characters in this movie. Um, They kind of focus on a few different people. But aside from like one of the characters who gets a little bit of like background at the beginning of the movie, like none of them, you don't really know a whole lot about them. And it's 
to I don't clarify, know. you like Enemy more than this movie? Uh, actually, no. I probably like this more than Enemy. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, did not just like a little enemy. bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I need. No, I'm not. Gonna I'm not gonna rewatch movie. Enemy. No, I'm done with that. <laughs> I don't care enough. Uh, but yeah, I, I think mean that's you, on Netflix though. Enemy, or it was. Comes and goes. If you really want to watch it, I guess wouldn't recommend it. I would recommend literally any other Denis Villeneuve movie. Yeah. Um, I think he only has one like feature movie that I haven't watched yet. Incendies? Yeah, that one. I haven't seen that. That one's supposed to be good. You say pretty it. good. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the other movie I watched this week is The Skeleton Twins. I have not heard of that. Uh, it was Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig like from a few years ago. Was it? Was it when was it? Oh, 2014. That's older than I thought it was. Um but despite having like those two like pretty popular comic actors in it, it's actually like a very like serious movie about like depression and like dealing with family grief and stuff like that. I'd say it's kind of a dramedy because there is like some funny moments in it, especially with those two actors being in it. But it is also just it's kind of it, it, it's kind of a hard watch sometimes. Um, but I mean excellent performances bill Hader. i mean i think bill Hader. that was kind of his first like dramatic role that kind of solidified why people like him as an actor and kristen wig is also very good in it um and beyond that i've been watching more schitt's creek i am on season five of that i believe uh i started watching the haunting of bly manor uh, with How's my that? parents it's good um I'm kind of agreeing with the reviews so far that it's not nearly as like horror focused as the first one, but I don't think that's necessarily a detriment to it so far. I'm only two episodes in, so I got to kind of wait to see, um, but pretty good so far. Um, yeah, I think that's really think that's it. Jimmy, what about you? I was just looking at Denis Villeneuve's stuff. I couldn't. I can't believe Blade Runner twenty forty nine was already three years ago. Yeah, right. It's gonna be four years in between films. I hope just, he starts working on something else before that comes out. Yeah, because he so he had Prisoners and Enemy in twenty thirteen, Sicario twenty fifteen, Arrival twenty sixteen, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, twenty seventeen, and then that's been his last film. Until that's Doom. pretty wild. Um. So I mean. To think that he made Sicario, Arrival, and Blade Runner 2049 back-to-back-to-back is pretty incredible. In back-to-back-to-back years. Yeah. That's phenomenal. I don't blame him for taking a slight break between that and Dune, which he probably did. Yeah. That's awesome. I I mean, although he could have been working on Dune for quite a while. I didn't realize that he doesn't, like, write most of his movies. He, like... He doesn't, I think maybe his older stuff he did, but like he hasn't written, Dune is the first movie he's written in quite a while. But I think he does have very clear visions about what he does though. Yeah. So I think he's heavily involved throughout the process. Mm-hmm. So. Just not credited writer. No. Um. So, yeah, what am I doing? So the, really the only, so I finished season four of BoJack Horseman. Mm-hmm teared up a little bit um, i can't remember how that i'm gonna look it up right now so i can talk to you about it uh, after. It's, uh it's the first season holly hawk is in uh, okay so if you remember where that storyline ends at the first season well, now you keep going okay 
Um, so that's really the only thing I watched. I haven't really been playing a lot. I mean, just a little bit more of Squadrons. Just kind of taking a mission at a time in, in the story. Which is alright. Like, it's entertaining enough to keep it going. It is a lot of, like, fly here, do this thing, take out some TIE fighters. Fly here, do this thing, take out some TIE fighters. Mm-hmm. Fly here, take out some X-Wings. <laughs> <laughs> but which can be, like, I don't know what else you really do with yeah. a game like that. So it's it's whatever. Um, it's fun. Like I, I think it's it'll be more fun when I'm better at it. Like I'm still getting the hang of it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely. I just like flying around, honestly, and just because yeah. you can go in like to a practice re- arena, and you can like call in like enemy fighters, or you can just kind of dink around and do whatever you want, which is also fun. Nice. Uh, only movie I watched was not planning on watching it, so I show we I wrapped up a Stone Age unit in class. And Watch the crudes? No, I did not. <laughs> but I might need to in case I want to show that in the future. Is that a good movie? I don't know. Um, but so I was I bought the SpongeBob BC episode, mm. showed that in class, but I was like watching it to um review, you know, what is does it actually relate to the Stone Age at all? It did more or less, you know. <laughs> they could write I had them write like three things down that connected to the Stone Age and then oh, okay. could all do it. So at least three things related to the Stone Age. Um, but then I was I was just on my voodoo and I was like, well, I kind of want to watch the opening scene of The Dark Knight. You know, just the, the, the bank heist, you know, watch it. I'm like, man, this is just so good. And then, I'm, and then I just, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you a stranger. You know, it's that. And then it cuts away or, you know, he pulls out with the school mm. bus and I'm just like, okay. I'm like, why am I not reaching for the remote? <laughs> All of a sudden, we're in the next scene and the next scene and the next scene. And then I'm like, oh, I'm 40 minutes in. I might as well just watch it now. <laughs> and I did. And I caught on more things that I had wow. not caught on to beforehand, which is incredible. Because this is like the seventh time I've seen this movie. And undoubtedly now, it's like number one. It like I liked it even more this time. Wow. And it was, I didn't fully realize it, but like, there's not a part of that movie that I feel like, oh, I just need to get through this part to watch the next scene that I really like. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, you know, there's like, there's slower parts to movies, just like the ebbs and flow of a movie in a story. Yeah. Like every act of that movie is so interesting and, and there's so much depth to it and layers and these complex themes, like... I'm like, man, if I like actually sat down and like went back through this movie and like wrote down notes, I could write a really good analysis of this film if mm. I if I really sat down to do it. Because I was just like cuz you know, I've seen it so many times now that I was just unpacking everything and just really appreciating how well it's edited and back when the sound mixing was good. <laughs> <laughs> and just it is so good man it and it just blows by too it's like two and a half hours long but it's like and it's an epic but it's so good and i just love how the climax of the film the stakes are so high but they're not literally like high you yeah. know what i'm saying like it's this battle for gotham's yeah. soul but it's like manifested in like these two fairies you know and and in harvey dent which yeah and just like all the little subtle touches that Nolan does that add to it. 
and and really enhance what he's saying through the film. It's def like it's not even close for me. Like it's his. It is by far Nolan's best film in my yeah. mind. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that was really fun. <clears throat> I like watching a movie again and being like, man, this is a good movie. Ex Machina is another one of those where it's like, dang. I've only seen that once. I need to. That's a movie that gets better every time I see it. I need to rewatch the. Well, okay. I found a a Blu-ray player at Goodwill's for six dollars, which I was excited about. But then I realized also Last Stop has the Dark Knight trilogy on Blu-ray for ten dollars. There you go. So I might uh, pick that up. Yeah, I do love Batman Begins too. Yeah, very different from the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. They're all very different from each other. Two of them are pretty good. <laughs> the other one is good. It's all right. <laughs> I've only seen it twice. Dark Knight Rises. Um, yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it, I think. Okay. Watched uh, the Scales movie and Borat. So yeah. Um. What? Okay. So next week. Next week. Yeah. I should the, look at the listener requests here. Are we going to do a listener request in addition to the other movie? Or let's, how about we just do the trial of the Chicago 7, right? Yeah. Next week is the trial of the Chicago 7. Um, uh-huh. Well, if, yeah. Do we want to do two? Maybe we will. We can talk we'll about it. We'll play it by ear. Yeah. Depends on how the I week think, is going. I think the week after has two, actually two movies being released that we might want to watch. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll get to them eventually. We'll, them. We'll, we, even even when they did release movies back in the day, back when we were younger lads and then movies actually came out, there were gap weeks even then. So, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll get the next, uh, for your reference, the next listener request is, um, I have a ghost tale written here, but isn't it a ghost story? Ghost story, yeah. Yeah. I think I just had mermaid in my Oh, mind. okay. A oh, I, that story. is on my list. I want to watch that. I've heard. I do it, want to see it as well. We I've will heard see curious it. Curious things about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can always watch the Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, <laughs> was that was that an option on that one? That's no. That's it's a ghost story. Then the option of a Cat in the Hat slash Whiplash, and then it's the option of Space Jam, Star Wars Christmas special, or Doom two thousand five, and then we have Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls. Nice. So we've got a few on the docket. And I should, while you're taking us home, I'll check the uh, the Apple Podcasts app to make sure we don't have any else. Any okay. Other um, yeah, so if you want to send us another request, uh, you can do so by either emailing us at tompodcast at gmail.com or we... Preferably ha- a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, that would be our preferred method. Uh, five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, obviously if you don't have Apple products, that's a bit of a problem, but, um, or you can also donate to our Patreon that also works. Yeah. And then you can, once you do that, you can send us a private message there. Yeah. Um, and then in addition to that, uh, like we said, we'll be doing the trial of Chicago seven next week on uh, Netflix on Netflix. So if you got Netflix, you can watch it. Um, yeah. Oh, which will have Sasha Baron Cohen in it. We're gonna have three weeks in a row where we're gonna be talking about movies with him in it. Wow. So that'll be pretty exciting. I'll be so educated. Yeah. High five. High five. <laughs> um, yeah, you can follow us on social media and I think that's it. And remember, the solution is less pollution. 
Indeed. Adios, pantalones. Love you. <laughs>